Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here again for another Oilers Live Tuesday. I've got as my guest tonight, uh, Mr. Joe Capucci. He is an uh, employee or works with the Bridgeport Islanders. He also is a regular contributor to the Charging Buffalo. Uh, and he's going to be uh, talking with me a little Buffalo Sabres tonight. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the Buffalo Sabres. And uh, so happy to have him on. Uh, they are. Uh, the reason we've got Joe on, though, of course, is the Oilers embark on this road trip. Tough loss tonight uh, versus the Red Wings. Um, but uh, we've got uh, Buffalo in a couple nights. Uh, Boston next, I guess, and then Buffalo. Is that? I think that's how it works. Anyway, it's been a long night. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. Um, got to catch a little of the Oilers tonight, but looking forward to talking about some savers here, uh, the rest of the night here. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. I, um, it was a, so you watched the game tonight, obviously it was a tough, tough match. This has been the story, uh, two games in a row though, for Edmonton, unfortunately, where they come out a little bit flat and, uh, and then, uh, you know, coming from behind. The the nice thing uh, for Oilers fans this year, of course, is the capabilities there, <laughs> right? Like, you know, you, you I don't think there was anybody watching, including all of the Red Wings <laughs> players on the bench that didn't think that this was going to go into overtime at some point. And there are a lot of close, like that one puck just sort of slid past the crease there on a... Was it pretty much an empty net with about a minute left? Uh, I, I was going to listen. I was going to. I was going to say, man. I mean, Nedeljkovic came up with some huge saves in the third, and then I mean, when you have McDavid on the roster, you're never out of the game. So you know, it was uh, it was tight tonight, but we'll we'll see what happens moving forward here. Yeah, you know, curious. What did you think of um, Skinner? That's the first time we've seen him this year. Is uh, you know, he's only played a couple. Uh, I, I thought he played a pretty decent game. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I want to talk some Buffalo Sabers, but you're an outsider looking in, and and so you saw a new goalie tonight. And thoughts? Yeah, man. No, listen. I mean, Skinner definitely played a good game too. Um, I mean, the goaltending on both ends. You know, I already mentioned it, Alkovich, but you know, Skinner as well had some big saves. He kind of kept the team in the game. I mean, he made a big save on Raymond. Uh, I believe it was late in the second period, you know. So, um, I mean, he kept the Oilers hanging around. And, you know, obviously, as I said, with McDavid out there, you put up uh, the goal in the third and you're never out of it with him. They they just, you know, they couldn't get it done uh, uh, tonight. But so. Yeah. So, uh, okay, we're going to talk some Buffalo Sabres. You know, as I said, I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Sabres. I've... Um, I've been. I've. I've actually. Uh, anytime they go the Alberta route, I've. I uh, have typically gone to both the Calgary game, and the Edmonton game. And when they're in Calgary, uh, I actually don a Sabres jersey uh, because they become my second favorite team. Who do you got? Who do you got on the back of that, Mike? <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? I I borrow the jersey. <laughs> okay. But, but okay. I I was. I've been a big fan. There's a, the jersey behind you, Darlene. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. I, I think he's a guy you need to watch live to fully appreciate. Um, he just does some things that are, in my mind, surreal. Like, he is, um, he's just a brilliant, brilliant player, and he's only going to get better, uh, in my yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah, man, had a tough I, go so far. Yeah, I mean, to that point, if you want to talk about Darlene for a little bit right now, I mean, 
like, I love the kid, um, you know, and I do think that he's had his struggles this year on the defensive end. Like, you can tell, um, you know, his defensive reads could be off sometimes, but he's got that skill on the offensive end of the puck. I mean, you see him making plays. Uh, it's almost nightly now where he's, you know, dragging a defender, you know, whatnot. So, you know, he's a young kid. I, I think, uh, I, honestly, I think Granado has helped him a little bit with, with the new coach and being able to kind of settle down and not have that pressure in the back of your mind. Like, okay, you know, I got to be perfect here. Um, and it's helped him to an extent this year. Um, but to your, to your point, you're right. I mean, he's still a young kid. You know, he's going to improve here over time. I mean, listen, man, I, I love Darlene, you know, with the jersey in the back, you can see it. Um, but, you know, you, you got you to gotta obviously acknowledge when a player also kind of has, a, you know, some deficiencies. And right now he's got some stuff to clean up. But, um, you know, that offensive side upside is always going to be there with him. You know, he's always going to be able to contribute. You know, it's interesting. And, and I think the soft spot for the Sabres is, as Oilers fans know, we've had our fair share of droughts. In fact, I mean, if, if anything, um, while we probably should be rivals because we're constantly going after that lottery pick year over year, it seemed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and most Sabres fans have have uh, have a little bit of a hatred for the Oilers and taking McDavid. In fact, I knew a couple that had Sabres McDavid jerseys already done up. I, I was almost one of them, Mike. I was oh, almost yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah. My so, mom talked some sense into me. She's like, oh. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, best day of our lives in Edmonton, and and potentially the worst for a lot of. But you got a good player who uh, ended up going away. I, I want to start, obviously, he's the news of the day in Buffalo right now, well, more or less. I mean, it's probably died down a little bit as of late, but it's hard for that kind of news to die down. I mean, that's a guy. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate what happened in, in terms of the surgery, et cetera. I mean, it's delayed. If you're a hockey fan, it's delayed this guy getting back on the ice sooner, whether you're a Sabres fan or you're, you know, an Eichel fan or whatever, but you know, you want to see the best of the best playing in the league at all times. So that's too bad that he's not there. I'm curious. I mean, the Sabres are off to a semi-decent start. I think they're playing some of their, you know, better hockey. Is this a, is this a coaching thing? Is there anything in there that's Eichel related? Like, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you got to ask the question, right? I mean, he's gone and, and the team's, I, obviously there's a lot of changes there. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to suggest it's him, but look, you know, he's been there for now, what is it? Four seasons he was there. Uh, this was a sixth year, man. Sixth year? Jeez. Yeah. yeah right. and, and the team just hasn't, they've shown fits of brilliance and there've been times where he's played really well and the rest of the yeah. team hasn't you know, uh, where he seemed to be carrying the team. But, um, you know, I mean, there's there people will always ask, right? Like, if you couldn't get it done, you know, you couldn't right. get it done. And he had some, he did, he definitely, they tried to invest some money and some players there, right? Like, to get him going, and they just didn't work out. They yeah. did. I, you know, that Skinner contract, for one, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm talking about investing money. Um I mean, $9 million. And, and Skinner, I like Skinner. Um, I've always been a believer in Skinner. I do think that Kruger misused him a little bit last season. Uh, and if you go back to Eichel last year, too, I mean, there was talks about Eichel having that rib, rib injury before getting the neck injury. And it kind of made him, he had some great defensive numbers, but on the offensive side of the puck, he wasn't really producing as much. You know, I think he, I think I want to say he had 18 points in 21 games. Um, but obviously, you know, that, that rib, I think, might have pulled him back a little bit. Um, but, yeah, they've invested, uh, and it just kind of hasn't worked out. And, I mean, it was time. 
you know, for to move on, obviously, you know, with the disagreement on the surgery. And, you know, I mean, I, you know, there was talk that he had actually requested a trade even uh, before the year, you know, before last season when we had signed Taylor Hall. Um, but it was time. It was time. Yeah, it surprised me because he seemed committed to the to the city, you know, for so long. He, of course, you know, it was known he bought a house there. He was, you know, he signed the long term. And, and you never, you know what, I don't like to see a player of his caliber switch switch jerseys i you know i love to see a guy like that you know stay where he is and and build something around him but just didn't seem meant to be and and uh and i it it was a big surprise when it came out that he was looking to be traded and and puts the team in a really hard situation but i think what what's your thoughts on the return i mean i thought if anything the sabers in you know came out all right in that yeah i mean that's a good question i I mean listen like i've been we, I mean, here with the Sabres, you know, the fan base, we've been waiting for this since, you know, you want to say some March, some May, uh, obviously, you know, most of us since the summertime. But I, I do think, um, I, I think there's, the return was all right. I think it was good. Um, I mean, I've listened to a lot of different analysis, you know, whether that would be from Friedman, Merrick, uh, even, you know, on my own with the Charging Buffalo, uh, Joe Marino, he's on the Cautiously Optimistic podcast, and he kind of put it, uh, in a really good way, he said, Adams, Kevin Adams, our GM, you know, he stayed afloat on this trade. You know, he had boat anchors tied to his ankles, you know, the Eichel wanting out, the injury situation. He had boat anchor, you know, anchors tied to his yeah. ankles, but he stayed afloat. He got a, a prospect like Krebs, you know, who Krebs obviously went 17th overall in his draft year, but, you know, had that Achilles injury, could have been pushing for that top 10 spot. Um, I mean, he was, you know, I watched a little bit of him in the WHL last season, arguably probably one of the best players there in that league, if not the best. Um, And then you got Tuck, who Tuck is a good, uh, you know, a good winger. He could play up and down the lineup. You know, that's that's been said. Hometown Um, boy. And the last thing is, you know, he wants to be in Buffalo. I mean, in his press conference, you know, he rattles off the 06-07 roster, and, you know, if that doesn't go to show that he's happy to be there, it's, uh, you know, no, nothing else will. So I, I like the return, and I'm happy what Adam said in the situation, you know, that he was in. Yeah, that's awesome. I, you know, I think that um, I, I, the, the, the tuck thing to me is, is actually a good news story. I like that. Like, I love yeah. when you got a guy that, of course, we, uh, you know, Oilers fans uh, have had some hometown boys uh, come to town and and uh, get uh, <laughs> you know unceremoniously booted out. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, and sometimes you know it's like you know if you, there's so much expectation for somebody in their own region that um, you know if they don't perform to expectation, and this is a tough situation for Tuck and for Krebs, and you're coming in and and again, I mean. I, so many uh, consistencies between the Oilers and like we had Taylor Hall, right? And yeah. Yeah. you know they, um, you know it was uh, a situation that the Oilers put themselves in, and everybody knew they were going to trade Taylor Hall. And uh, but I, you know, I think the crazy thing there was they put these, you know, artificial uh, boat anchors, if you want to call it, on, yeah. on themselves. Uh, but very same thing. I don't think they got the return they wanted. Um, uh, I thought, you know, Buffalo, uh, given that they, you know, everybody knew they had to trade him, they got, yeah. they got something in return and Krebs. Uh, so I, I've actually skated on the ice with him back in Calgary, uh, 
just after his Achilles, and he wasn't going full out. But let me yeah. tell you, he's um, he's a hell of a player, and, and uh, yeah, you guys are um, you guys are going to be lucky to have him. I, I mean, that's at one point early on there was talk that he could make a run for the Calder, but he just didn't seem to be able to put the put the puck in an ad or or whatever. And yeah. sometimes it takes time. Darlene, yeah. Darlene's a prime example, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, talk to I, me. Talk to me about the Restel lineup because you know I, I you know you've got uh, Tukarski who seemingly you know is uh, he's he's kind of playing a little bit bigger than you know what what's been expected of him I I suspect right, um, but yeah. you've got two guys in Tukarski and Dell. I mean what you know what what are you going to ask for there right? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, I mean, I feel like goaltending was a question mark really right up until uh, preseason hit. And, you know, I mean, they signed Anderson so late into the into the offseason, pretty much convincing him to come out of retirement here. And, and then Anderson obviously getting the injury. And now we have Tukarski and Dallas, the two that will be uh, rolled out on Friday night. I, I believe that that is when we uh, when we square off. Um, but, yeah, Tukarski has been he's been all right this year. You're right. He's been playing a little bit above. Um, I think Kim and Anderson are, you know, right around a nine fifteen, nine twenty save percentage. So they've been good. Um, but you know, the Sabres, you know, I was looking into it actually, and we have been giving up a lot of high danger chances. Um, I mean, you know, when you, for most of our games, I think we've been out high danger chance in all but four games, uh, and that's out of the 12, uh, maybe five games. So, you know, they are playing a little bit above expected, you know, than what you would get from Arendelle and Dustin Tokarski. Um, but it's a good opportunity for Tukarski. Uh, you know, Tukarski's been at, not really in the NHL much over the past few years, and he's getting the opportunity to come in and play for a team now, what it seems to be, you know, fairly frequently, uh, even with Anderson being healthy, you know, he'll still get his starts. Um, but yeah, I mean, goaltending was obviously the question mark. We, we really were hoping that Uka Pekalukanen, not necessarily myself, was really hoping that he would play much this year, but more so show something more than he has in Rochester. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've been able to follow him down there, but he hasn't had the best start to the season. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, I think it's taken a lot of fans to start looking at some of the other goaltending prospects. So, you know, when you want to talk goaltending for Buffalo, you know, Tukarski, Anderson, they're here this year. But, you know, looking towards the future, they're, they're not in the plan. So, um, so that's kind of where we stand on that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I look. I mean, <laughs> it seems like there are so many similarities between the two franchises. Goaltending yes, being yeah. such a yeah. hot topic, of course. You know what I mean? There's um, any any team that doesn't have you know a bona fide starter is is going to be talking the same story, right? You're either right. hoping for some prospect to do something like we, you know, you're hoping for Skinner tonight. It's uh, it's too bad uh, from a goaltender's confidence tonight watching that Skinner that uh, third goal. Right, yeah. which ends up yeah. being the game winner. Yeah, um, that's tough, and and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, and he played. I think he played a pretty pretty decent game. Uh, tell me about like you know one of the things I like to ask guests is we're you know we're going into a game. I mean, you know, there's always the obvious players, but who would you who would you say you know to zero in on uh, for the Sabers um, as we're watching the game on Friday night? So I I mean. Tage Thompson has been uh, a little bit of a bright spot this year. I mean, he's moved to center. Tage played that at UConn, uh, where he played his college hockey before, you know, coming into the NHL. 
Uh, obviously, he was a, a late first-round pick. Uh, with, I think that was mid to late 20s by St. Louis and then came over in the O'Reilly trade. Um, but he's been solid this year at center. I mean, he looks like he has some more confidence with the puck. Um, he's got a, he's got a wicked shot, honestly, man, but like it, sometimes he doesn't use it in the right ways, you know, whether he's shooting that right into defenders pads or it's just, you know, too inaccurate and he's not hitting the net, but you know, when he gets a hold of one, um, you know, it, it could go in the back of the net. And so him, especially just having, I, I said this earlier about Darlene, but with, with Granado as coach, you know, you can see Darlene has had a little bit more confidence to try some different things out, especially in the offensive zone. And that goes for Tage, too. I mean, you know, you see Tage trying to make some moves around defenders more often now. He's a little bit more active, uh, even when he's not on the puck, um, which I think is good for him. I think when he was on the wing, he wasn't able to be as active as he could be when he was, you know, now that he's a center. Um, So, to be honest, I think uh, he's probably one of the guys to watch. I know... A lot of people, you know, around the Sabres fan base, they've been high on Asplund, and I like Asplund. Um, I mean, he's right now our leading scorer, um, obviously, with Olsen being hurt. Uh, you know, Olsen, I think, you know, he had nine points in eight games, um, but Olsen now 10 and 11. So, um, Olsen's been solid. Um, but those two, especially, they're going to be on the first line, um, and that line's played pretty well, especially, you know, when you're talking about how they're getting the tough matchups every night. Yeah. Um, Tage Thompson has been pretty solid this year and, um, you know, it'll be exciting to see what he can do against that Oilers top six, because I mean, man, that Oilers top six is, uh, you know, that's dynamite. So. Yeah. I, you saw it again tonight, right? Like they, they might not have put up the points tonight, but they yeah. were there. Like they made some, it's fun to watch, right? Whether you're yeah. you know an Oilers fan or not, it's fun to watch. Right. Like I look up and down this lineup though of Sabres fan uh, Sabres players, you know, and and there's nobody that really like sticks out, right? I mean, there's obviously, you know, Darlene, lots made of him going first overall, but you know he hasn't quite proven himself yet. I mean, this is really you know a by committee type of lineup, right? And. uh you know, like what's changed though, right? I mean, you came out of the gates flying. Yeah. You know, is it is it all injury related? Do you think, or like, is which team is the real Buffalo Sabers? <laughs> is it the sort of uh, last yeah. five, or is it the first five? I, I hear you, man. I, and that's a good question. And you know, actually, I was listening to uh, the Jeff Merrick show earlier today, and you know, he was saying we're right around the ten game mark for every team, and that's where you kind of start to see, well, you know, was it just a hot start for a player or is this the norm? And so I think something similar could be said for the Sabres. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, they've had an even split of home and road games here through the first 12. Um, So at home, they've been pretty dominant. I mean, they've been four, one and one uh, on the road, not so much. They've been one, four and one. Uh, And you look at the opponents that they've played, like they beat Tampa at home. Yeah. But, you know, then they were playing Arizona, they were playing Montreal. But then on the road, they didn't play anybody too significant either. I mean, they played New Jersey, they played Anaheim, L.A., you know, some lower teams. L.A., obviously, they look pretty solid this year. Yeah. But I think what it comes down to, uh, and this has been talked about a little bit, is controlling the matchups for Granado. I think that he has shown an improvement um, this year as opposed to what Kruger was last year in not only letting the players play a little bit more, you know, obviously, and, and whatnot, but also controlling the matchups at home. So, you know, obviously you get that first line change and everything, um, and he's able to kind of match those guys up. So when you have, you're talking about a lineup by committee, uh, and you're looking at, 
guys, you know, like Cody Eakin or Gergensons or Oposo, you got to find the right matchups for those guys. And those guys have seen more success at home than they have on the road. Um, And I think it's contributed to them finding more success there. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out moving forward over maybe the next 10 games. Um, But with it being evenly split with them playing six home, six on the road so far, uh, I think that's more what you can attribute it to. I, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the downside is like this is a pretty tough uh, little stretch of games for them. They got you know they yeah. played Washington, which you know is is top team in the league. Of course, they're going to play mm-hmm. Edmonton, who is, you know has uh, had success against Buffalo in Buffalo, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then back to back with Toronto right up there, and and Toronto's kind of going hot right now. As much as I hate to say that, and uh, yeah. and uh, I think Pittsburgh's probably kind of be their easiest bet. Um, Calgary also uh, next week. So while they don't have a tough schedule, not a lot of games, geez, they go into the end of the month, like five games in, in seven nights. Right. Right. We love that as fans, but you know, the boys, not as much, you know? Yeah. 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 That's going to be, uh, that's going to be a tough, uh, like their hardest part, like the hardest teams they play are early this month. And uh, they get space in between them, but they're still, you know, tough teams. And then when they've got a little bit of an easier schedule, they're playing back to backs and crazy, uh, crazy timing. That's um, yeah. What's your uh, what's your thoughts? So, you know, if you had to guess, I mean, is this a team destined for playoffs this year? Yeah, I mean, listen, man, I, I can't sit here and say yes. Uh, no, I, I obviously I, I don't see it. We had that hot start. And I mean, you know, obviously as fans, you know, we, we, we loved it. You know, we, we enjoy yeah. seeing some wins, seeing us above 500, but I mean, I, I don't really think there were many Sabres fans out there who were sitting there and saying, okay, you know, this is a playoff team after those first five, six games where we were sitting, you know, three and zero to start out and, you know, four and one then. Um, now I, I will say that before the season, you know, I was talking with some people and I was expecting the Sabres to finish bottom two in the league. After watching the first 12 games, you know, I don't, I'm not too sure about that. You know, I think it could be more of, you know, the Sabres have picked, uh, you know, seventh or eighth in the draft a handful of times, you know, when they took Nylander and Middlestad and players like that. And I could see them finishing around that spot again, maybe a little bit lower, you know, fifth, but they, they look like they, like they care. They're going out, they're playing hard every night, uh, you know, and, and last season, I think there were really points where, you know, we were sitting there, we were watching the games when you could just say these players, you know, they quit, they, they quit tonight. They weren't playing hard, you know, they, whether they quit on Kruger, the coach, whatnot, but Granado has a fire under these players and um, you know, they want to be good and they want to win games. I don't think they're going to make playoffs, um, but you know, you're going to get their best effort every night. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's good. And I think that's kind of an improvement over last season. I, I, I kind of feel like, Kruger is there's a lot of talk about him and his capabilities around motivating players and and are just you know obviously he didn't last very long in Edmonton he didn't last very yeah. long in Buffalo yeah. yeah um you know he's he's clearly he's now back to back on on the same type of team and yeah. and if he's going to take the next another job in the NHL which I I doubt he'll get one but if he's going to my advice to him would be to go after a team that's got a little bit more <laughs> going for Good them going in. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. I mean, it's, um, I, he's clearly, he's good at talking in interviews because he's got, you know, he's, 
he's he's yeah. he's been in a tough boat though. I mean, you can't. Um, what more can you ask of um, of you're that right, team? You're right. And then, of course, I go yeah. with the injury and and that. Yeah. All right. What's your uh, thought going into Friday? Uh, Edmonton or Buffalo? I mean, you can you can be a fan here, or you can uh, be a realist, or you can be. I mean, maybe the realist part is uh, Buffalo is going to have a strong showing, but. Um, well, yeah, I mean, so listen, man, I, I was uh, thinking about that earlier tonight. I figured you might ask me that yeah. tonight. Um, but, well, first and foremost, actually, before I dive into that, I did just kind of want to touch on Cousins. We haven't talked oh, yeah. about him much, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, Cousins, you know, first round pick a couple years ago, we are really excited about him in Buffalo. Um, and, I mean, he's been he's been solid this year. I think he has five points so far throughout the season. Um, actually, you know, I saw something on Twitter earlier tonight. He's been one of the best players at, you know, controlled zone entries, taking the puck into the zone. I mean, we know how important that is. You know, you, you're able to carry the puck into the zone with possession yep. and, you know, that gives you the opportunity to then make that next pass to kind of start the chain link to what could be a high danger scoring chance or whatnot. Um, so Cousins has been good. Um, and, you know, you want to talk about another player to watch, obviously I had mentioned Tage, but you know, Dylan being a young player and being somebody who has the potential to be, in my mind, I think a solid 2C. Um, can he be a 1C? I don't know. You know, he's definitely, he definitely works hard. You can tell from, you know, his interviews, the way he carries himself as a kid. He, he seems like a good leader. But uh, so I kind of just kind of want to drop that Dylan Cousins promo in there. Um, but coming to the game Friday night, uh, listen, I mean, I think – if I had to guess, I would say it would be like a one-goal Oilers victory. Uh, I'm looking at either 4-3 or 3-2, something like that, a hard-fought game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talked about how Granado can control the line matchups at home a little bit better than on the road. Uh, I think that plays into the Sabres' advantage. Um, but, I mean, you look at the way Edmonton's rolling, and, yeah, they stumbled up a little bit the past couple games. Uh, but what are they on the season? They're 9-2 right now, sitting at 9-2. and two. So, um, you know, when you have that firepower in the lineup, as we talked about, uh, I think that'll be enough to get him past Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Edmonton matches up nicely against Buffalo, uh, just yeah. just looking down the lineup. But, um, you know, I I've, I think uh, I'll tell you this, though. Yeah, there's some good news for you if you like Cousins and you like where he's going. He's probably guaranteed a point because he's playing on a line with Kajula. And uh, it's, a, it's a well-known fact that ex-Oilers always either score or get a point uh, against the Oilers. And... Uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's guaranteed. Cousins will probably get an assist or a goal. Um, you mark my words; it'll happen. Friday night, <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I might I might have to throw a little bit of money on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, do a prop bet. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, really, um, really enjoyed having you. I'll, I'll have you back again, maybe uh, when they um, when the Sabers go to Edmonton. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be great. And uh, hey, man, listen, like, no, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, definitely uh, would would be willing to come back on. And I'll say, uh, I was telling Mike earlier, I'm from New Jersey, so you know, when the Oilers come to to New Jersey on December 31st, I'm planning on going out, and I gotta see McDavid again in person, man. He's oh yeah, so. yeah, no, he's yeah. fun to watch. There's no doubt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, you have a have a great night and uh, enjoy enjoy. Hey. Thanks so much. Thanks, Mike. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mike. Have a good night, man. You too. Bye bye. Hey, that was uh, Joe Capucci, and uh, we're talking a little bit of Buffalo Sabres. I've got, um, coming up right away, I've got Mr. Dash, Dash in the Park, is going to join me uh, right away, and we're going to get him on um, 
and talk a little bit of Oilers and the way the road trip went. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think the you know tonight was a tough start for the Oilers. So we're going to talk with Dash and and talk about the upcoming uh, games. We got Boston up next, and then of course Buffalo, as we just talked with Joe, and we'll talk about that. All right, sir. Oh, now keep doing that. I keep doing the title screen uh, when I got new guests. Welcome, Dash. How you doing? You promised me fireworks and yeah. pyro, not I, not just three playing the intro in behind me there. I know, I know. I I keep doing that. It's pissing me off. Michael yes. Hebert, my handsome Haligonian Hulk. How are you tonight, That's buddy? Right, I'm doing all right. Yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's okay. been a it's been a good night. Other than you know being let down a little bit, I would say that was uh, like watching paint dry for the first forty minutes of that game. Yeah, you know what? Uh, well, I wouldn't say it was like watching paint dry. I I love the way like uh, Detroit was playing. Like that's the kind of hockey. Like remember like the '90s Oilers, right? Like the early, you know, um, so like some of those teams that were fast. They weren't, to, uh, you know, unbelievably great teams, but they were, you know, they were always you know kind of a menace. These were the kind of games those teams won, right? They were fun to watch and. And Detroit came out flying. Like, they were, you know, fast. They were doing things. But on the same note, I thought Edmonton came out flat. Like, that's back-to-back now. And, and um, you know, you could blame Koskinen for a little bit in that uh, in the Rangers game. You know, I didn't think he was, you know, terribly solid. Not that he's he's been a good, you know, warrior for Edmonton. But Skinner tonight, with the exception of that third goal, uh really kind of kept the Oilers in through two periods, right? Like, it's disappointing they come out no that flat. Yeah, tough to blame Skinner other than that gaff, I guess, you know. Yeah, which ended up being the game saves. winner, which sucks. Which but, is unfortunate, yeah. right? You know, that's, you know, whatever, yeah. bad luck or whatever, maybe it's not, but 35 saves and a 921 save percentage. I think he gave him every chance to win other than that mistake. And, you know, he found on the puck, maybe, uh, Maybe Tippett makes a rule now that Smith's the only goalie that's allowed to play the puck. I don't know. Well, that's I mean, a, yeah, Smith. A couple has, of goalies. Smith has fanned on his fair share as well. Yeah, so, yeah. That's I, you true. know, that's I, I actually thought, um, and when you get it, when you get a young goalie like Skinner in the net, anytime they leave their net, I like, I honestly get scared a little bit, right? Like they're not all going to be Mike Smiths off the start. He did a lead pass on the power play. Skinner did. Uh, all the yeah. way up the ice. Uh, I thought he, you know, other than one gaff, uh, I thought he played the puck really well. And I, I can't remember <clears throat> who it was that said, um, maybe it was Jack on the broadcast that said, uh, you know, the early talk about Skinner was that he looked more mature, like an NHL goalie. Yeah. And I thought he did. Like, I thought, you know, he was playing the angles well. Uh, yeah. You know, they look, you don't have to be flashy. Um, you just, you know, if you can play the angles well, and especially against a team like Detroit, you're going to come out with typically a win. It's too bad they couldn't get him a win tonight. Yeah, I thought Skinner looked calm in the net. His movement was efficient. You know, he didn't really overplay anything and, and panic on on too much. 
Um, really, he didn't even panic when he blundered the puck. He just fanned on it and, you know, he caught 20% of the puck or, you know, in, in pool terms, he, he didn't put any chalk on his cue and gaffed it a little bit and Larkin took advantage, right? I had the worst feeling I had that whole game is that reminded me of 06, Michael. It gave me like, oh, shivers geez, of back yeah. to, anyways, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Oilers uh, probably didn't give Detroit speed enough respect um, in the first period. I think uh, that all. and a combination of uh, coming out definitely flat, I would say that's um, an understatement, to be honest. Uh, they played a really reactive game. There wasn't a lot of proactivity there. I, I felt they were kind of just waiting for things to come to them and happen. Um, you know, a lack of intention for sure. And uh, I caught up with them. You know, I, I thought you said that's two in a row. I thought, you know, they've had a few slow starts uh, this season, to be honest. I remember um, being on the couch at one point in time in the season. I think it was after the Arizona uh, first period. Um, they'd had a, a bad start against Calgary, a bad start against the Ducks, and a bad start against Arizona. And, you know, they outscored their mistakes there. And we can't expect them to go 9-1 and one in every 10 games this year, you know. So I, I think, you know, we, we ran into a We're team. We're allowed that, to want it, though. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's a team we should yeah, be. Yeah, we should yeah. want that, Michael. Yeah, You're yeah. right. But, yeah. you know, I, I think Blaschel had them really well prepared, too, yeah. to be honest. You know, like, is that the first game that you saw the power play look flat like I, that was the first game where where they're kind of standing around yeah, and I, maybe it was I mean, part I of their didn't. lack of intention but i just thought they i were thought well, well defended. Played, played really well though too i wouldn't sure. i mean even you know if that's a flat power play i'll take that over anybody else's <laughs> you know i mean other than it being over two but yeah, yeah for sure they had some good they had some good chances good Domestikov, yeah. uh came in and did his job right like he played really Big well time. and and um it's i mean he wasn't really tested through two but when they did decide and and this is what you know i hesitate to say it what scares me a little bit about the oilers so we've seen this now twice they're a team that can do this you know i mean you've played you, you've played hockey i've played hockey there's you've got games where you go out there and you kind of dipsy doodle around the ice for the first 40 and then you get a little bit mad maybe somebody you know it gives you the stinky palm or something and the, and then you go out and you score three or you know because you're a little bit ticked off whereas you know you, you're allowed yeah, i usually to have, get the stinky palm and then get thrown out for a second <laughs> well, well, there you, you score go, three there after you but yeah, but you know the the thing is you you know typically you're allowed to have one or one or so games For like sure. you said you know you 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 can't expect to go nine and one every ten games, but when it becomes a a thing right where you got to wait till that moment where they get mad then you got a problem. Look, yeah. I hate to say it, but the reason the Calgary Flames are doing so well right now is they're coming out mad every night, and that's the Sutter style, right? Sure. Um, I you know I don't think that. Um, Right now, the Oilers are doing that. I think I don't think they're having to because they're so good. They're so damn good, right? Like that they, yeah. you know, just like you and I watching the game, they're sitting back and saying, "Yeah, we got this," right? But you're yeah. not going to get it every game. Tonight's a prime example. You see, you know, you're going to get a couple of bad bounces too. Like Hyman hit the hit the post, uh, you know, in the last, I think, five minutes, and then Pulley Harvey missed that. Oh, with 90 <laughs> seconds left there. Oh, oh man. man, I jumped yeah. out of my chair. You know, and... Um, and a couple good chances at the end there, really. Yeah, yeah, like, they could have easily came back, and I, 
look, I thought they were going to. I think you probably did. I think every Oilers fan probably did. I think well, after last game. Yeah, yeah. And and frankly, I suspect the guys on the Detroit bench thought they were going to as well, right? You know? But they helped. Maybe Drysidel forgot to skate by their bench and say, here it comes tonight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. I heard <laughs> I heard about that. This um, calling his shots. <laughs> yeah. He was held off the score sheet tonight. And minus two. Yeah. And didn't get a shot. No, no shots on net. That says a lot about dry, you know, Connor and dry Seidel combined for two shots on net. Um, in my opinion, I think Blashill has done his job, man. You know, I, it, they didn't look overly flat. McDavid was buzzing around out there, but just, uh, statistically didn't get it done. Um, I think the Oilers did a couple of Oilers type things tonight. Um, they played down to another team's level which is something that they've done in the past historically uh, from time to time. And uh, they let Sam Gagne on the score sheet. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's expected as you just talked with Lithia last guest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a guarantee. Yeah. yeah it's a guarantee. <laughs> Cousins will get a point just because he's on a line with Kajula. It is a guarantee. It's sort of sad, but um, well, uh, Cassian, I didn't hear. I, I think he's day to day lower body and maybe expected back for the Boston game. Does he make that big of a difference? I think, A, uh, I think in a game like this, right, like you want all your guys playing, you know, you want your, that um, Fogel line uh, started out well. I think they're, you know, going through a bit of a, bit of a slump. I really like Fogel. Like I'm a huge fan. Even tonight, um, Mm -hmm. um, they put him out for the, you know, final five i think like he was out there in in key situations clearly they're Mm -hmm. starting to get a feel for him i you know i wouldn't be surprised if at various points during the year we see him on the second line or even playing you know if pulley rv or or somebody goes on a bit of a a slump you might even see him bumped up to the first line for a little bit he's kind of your mouth that's the bison yeah yeah, no i you know what i absolutely (laughs) like i love the way he's playing i doubt very much we'll see him but um I just, yeah. I, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, you just don't know what you're getting with this coaching staff, right? Like night after night, yeah. like initially dry and McDavid was going to be a home game thing. And then they came out playing, yeah. you know, top line. And I look, I didn't like it from the start. I thought, you know, you run, you run two lines on the road at the very least. I can accept the home game thing, right? Like yeah. you get your matchups, but matchup wise, but you know, it, and it's and I and I say I can accept it. I still don't like it. I like like I think you play Drysital, Nuge, and and Yamamoto. Play them to the ground, right? Like Yamamoto's starting to get flying. And then the night after yeah. the night the the night after his second goal or whatever, you go back to yeah, going two and two. Yeah, like to me, right? Like why do you, why you know work that work that anyway? I I'm just not a bad. I'm not a Tippett fan. Are you a Tippett fan? 
I, I can't. Remember. Uh, we've been on that same train. I think, you know, I, I think he's been out coached in the, in the postseason in, in, in a couple of playoffs now, especially against Chicago. And, and I think that even really was more of a thorn on my side. Cause that's the youngest coach in the NHL at the point in time. And, you know, I, I think maybe this is another one of those, like, it's hard to blame Tippett tonight because his team didn't show up, man. Yeah, no, you know, I agree. Like but, but part of, you know, part of coaching is getting a team ready for the Getting game. them going. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. And, and, you know, to answer your question on whether Cassian makes that big of a difference, um, I think he does. And, you know, he's been inconsistent. So, you know, obviously, uh, um, the Cassian that shows up is certainly beneficial when he's there. Uh, he's not overly harmful when he's not showing up other than a, you know, maybe a little knock on the plus minus, but what that allows us to do is roll those three lines, man. And when we can, you know, keep that yeah. top six, the top six and roll three lines, that's what we need on the road. Um, Cash to your point, a great third what, liner, right? For yeah, sure. Yeah. He's an, you know, and, and if you've got a spot duty, him on second or first, you can to your point on Yamo. Uh, he's a streaky scorer in the first place. He's got two goals oh, yeah. in two games. Maybe you try him up on the top line. I don't know. Um, and then to your point on Tippett, I think this is going to force Tippett to do Tippett things like the, the blender's coming, buddy. If, if gas, if gas hey. can't play in Boston, He's going to be either looking for a way to get three lines going, which is hard when you're missing a key player of your top nine, or he's going to jam those two together. And, you know, he said it would be a home game thing, but we had to know it was going to be a home game or when you need a goal behind in a game thing, you know? Yeah. We're going to see those two together a lot, no matter what. Um, hey, and this is a Archibald Calgary, thing. It certainly I'm... doesn't hurt that that goaltending yeah. is like a literal brick wall down south. Does the Archibald loss come into play now? Yeah, you know, not having uh, Archibald there. I mean, this was kind of sure. what we were worried about. You know what I? You know what I love, though. McLeod looks scared. McLeod looked he went out of his way yeah, to not hit people. Yeah, he's um, he needs to get back in. I mean, I, let's be fair to him for for a game right back. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a lot of minutes, but um, he's yeah. that that kid's got wheels, right? Like, there's times where I mistake mm-hmm. him for McDavid. Uh, until mm-hmm. he touches the puck. Um, yeah, he, yeah. He's, but he's on the perimeter. He reminds me of Jesse. That like, was the knock on him in, like, in when he was a prospect, was that he was a perimeter player. And in fact, yeah. I you know I said that on our prospect show. Um, by the way, just a little update. Uh, Sharks now beating the Flames 4-1. to one. Booyah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, well, I said that on, on the prospect show and I had a couple of McLeod fans. Uh, um, wh- where was he at? He was in the O. Um, who was he playing for out there? Jeez, oh, damn it, I can't remember. Uh, I got Guelph in my head, but Kingston? that's not who it was. Maybe. Yeah, I have to look it up. Anyway, man, I had some people come after me for that. They were like, "No, he's not." He goes in, and and sure enough, you know, it's like, you know, these are the types of things that. Um, but it'll be good to see him come back for a couple of games. Yeah, uh, I mean, well, that's his 13th game in the NHL. You know, it's yeah. tough to expect too much um, from a guy in that position, that's for sure. Yeah. The, um, the, uh, it's official Flames lost tonight, uh, 4 1. Uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Suck it, yeah. Flames. <laughs> that's all good now. Life's good now. Um, Mississauga Steelheads for, oh, uh, Mississauga. That's right. I knew. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how how good does it feel to be eleven games into the season 
and really just now having something to really complain about. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean I, I like I love this. Like I I look We've had seasons where the first 11 games, that's all we did is talk about, you know, man, we miss Archibald or, oh man, Tippett's, you know, an idiot for doing this. Look, I've questioned some of what Tippett's done in a win situation. And, uh, but look, you know, I feel good. I ask you though, like, this is kind of a scary road trip for us, right? I mean, this is kind of, this is, you know, are we the team that, we think, you know, the Oilers are, like us fans think the Oilers are, or are we going to come back licking our wounds? What are you, what's your thoughts on that? Well, we got to get used to the fact that this is reality and there's going to be more games like this in the next 70 than there is like we saw in the first 10. I mean, uh, two power play chances, um, 0 for 2 on special teams is, is the norm um in the nhl not going two for four so you know i think that's going to catch up with you eventually um like i, I said i still you think know, they're going to be in that 40 percent mark at the end of the season like yeah, they you know i think that's yeah, fair which is ridiculous you know, but they'll slow starts happen yeah. right and, and and i think there was the three i mentioned philly was a bit of a slow start the rangers was a slow start now here's another one tonight so you know that's five slow starts in 11 games and that's going to catch up with the overtime as well. So part of me thinks they're looking ahead to Boston, to be honest, bud. Yeah, no, well, but I mean, this is not an easy road trip, right? Other than Buffalo, you got Buffalo though at the end of a back to back, right? And then you're yeah. playing in St. Louis and, and Winnipeg. This is probably the hardest part of our season so far. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, I think this is kind of a, you know, one of those things where uh, next Tuesday we could be, having a conversation and, and it would be, damn it. Like this was a killer for us. Right. Or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, you know, high fiving each other virtually, of course. And, um, (laughs) and, uh, you know, loving this team. I, and I look, I think we're going to love this team. Like I think at the end of this road trip where, you know, if we, if we can come out, uh, obviously we started with a loss, but if we can win three of the next four, right? Even two of the next four, I'd be happy, but I think they can yeah. win three of the next four, you know, which would be yeah. three out of a five road trip. Road trip. I, th- I think Buffalo, they should be able to beat. And uh, they always, you know, they usually play a good game against Winnipeg. There's the Canadian rivalry there and, and um, St. Louis will be a tough one and Boston will be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the Boston game, right? Like that's... Um, you know, it's a team that's uh, always tough to play against, and some good players, obviously, and and fun to watch. And I'm, I, yeah. what's your thoughts on the D so far? I mean, you, uh, you were this... a big uh, Duncan Keith detractor. You were, you know, very upset. Yeah. Like, I I think most nights we, you know, he's not as he's not that noticeable. So which is good. <laughs> which right. is a good thing yeah, yeah yeah i think he plays uh well um below the hash marks and you know like in his own end when the puck is he's good at breaking up the cycle he's a little jitterbug down low um i didn't realize how quick he would be that way um you know his, his overall speed is it's not great though no. i still don't think he's an awesome skater and and maybe it's just his edge work or, or something but it, he still has a tough uh tough time making decisions closing gaps 
Um, to your point, they have been for the most part on un- unnoticeable, uh, you know, and I think they're both better puck movers than I expected. Um, CC's like a bear out there. He's a huge man. I didn't realize, you know, how, how much, <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, control he can, he can put into breaking up the cycle. And, and so that's been good to watch. They've, they've acted like veteran defensemen. Um, that said, uh, the first five games of the year, we played teams that didn't make the playoffs. You know, we had three backup goalies in the next few games. And, you know, we didn't luck into a nine and one start, but at no. the same time, there was a little bit of luck involved. And to me, I don't think, you know what, I, I'd love to ask or answer this question again at the end of this road trip, because to me, they haven't really seen that wave of offense come at them yet. Philly was a was a test, I think, for sure. And, and we lost that game. Um, Keith and CeCe are going to have to play against teams like the Oilers that have a second and third line that can play as well as their first line some nights. You know, Vegas might have had that if they didn't have the injuries in Stone and Pacioretty and <clears throat> that would have been a little tougher as well if they weren't relying on Marsha Soul for their scoring that night. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think the biggest test might be the Jets. You know, that top nine is is filthy. And they better come out with some sort of redemption in mind. You know, they didn't forget about the playoffs. If they're going to get fired up for any of these games on the road trip, it better be the Jets. Um, so, you know, D to date, yep, not bad. Um, the test is coming, though. But they've done what they should have done. And that, I can't complain about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, and they have. In fact, I, I'm, I've got, you know, in my mind, we've got more out of them than we, we expected. Right. Like they, you know, they haven't been, you know, I, I think in some cases, goaltending, you know, has, uh, uh, you know, has let us down on key, key moments. I'm not going to blame anything on Koskinen because I think he's mm-hmm. come in as a backup and, and done reasonably well, but I, you know, I've got zero trust in him. Right. And the Rangers mm-hmm. game is, is exactly why, right? Like he just, mm-hmm. you know, he did everything to lose that game for the Oilers. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, and thankfully, you know, we've, we're blessed with Connor and <laughs> he did everything to win that game for us. Yeah. Um, but I tell you, like, um, that's that and that that was you know it was either it was going to be defense or goaltending right everybody knew that this year goaltending yeah. and at times thing. it's gonna be both you know yeah. and, and it'll have its ups and downs um imagine if that was Koskin in there tonight and he gave up that pizza for the third goal like <laughs> oh, we, yeah yeah we'd roast you him. know the fans would have him running ran out of town right and but yeah. it's it's a kid and it's Skinner and it's his second game in the NHL and you know, and, and Skinner did play, I thought, pretty pretty good for most of that game. So now I didn't um I didn't hear. Is he um is Mike Smith on the road trip? Yeah. He yeah, is. he did take yeah. the road trip, but they weren't yeah. sure if he'd get into games. Yeah, okay. I mean we you know, it was um uh Tippett sure took his time putting Skinner in. I think uh, you know, it's um but it's fine. He's showed mm-hmm. well. I just uh Yep. For one of the few games of the season, he didn't get the run support, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't you, disagree uh, with Skinner's uh, lack of starts. Other than him, I just stuck him in that Coyotes game for the back-to-back. Yeah, I, I just, I knew, I figured that uh, just based on last year, right? Like Tippett, yeah. you know, Tippett's got. If you don't get his trust, you know, you're not, you're not getting in, right? Like he, yeah. you know, and. 
And, uh, you know, I hate to go off on Tippett, but to me, sometimes that's to the detriment of the lineup, right? We saw yeah. that with Bouchard last year. Let's talk a bit about Bouchard because he's been playing up with Nurse. He's not, uh, it's not coming, uh, you know, it's not going anywhere offensively though, right? Like we, I think we were expecting, you know, a lot out of this guy from an offensive standpoint. Um, you know, I don't think that, um, I guess, you know, six points is not terrible, but, but, uh, you know, we expected more goals from him. We well, we expected more from nurse as well. You think that's yeah. a problem at all for this team? I, I think those guys are playing the tough minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think maybe if Bouchard was, uh, getting the same amount of ice time on a third pairing, he's, he's going to have a little bit more, um, production that said seven points isn't no terrible. it's not bad yeah well, i guess you got a point tonight yeah sorry i th- didn't realize and, you got one tonight. yeah and and so you know like um what i like about bouchard's game is he's getting his time on the ice still but uh really doing well on the penalty kill i, I think that's been underrated um well, i think i think his defensive game is the is the highlight right like yeah we all well, thought it was it. gonna be yeah yeah i and, uh, you know, I might get um, uh, run down for saying this, but he's replaced Bear, I think, really well, right? Like, he, yeah. a- he actually plays a defensive game no a lot like Bear played defense yeah. defensively. Yeah, and he's playing it, a bearish game. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Well yeah, said. Yeah, like that. Because Barry know, that and Nurse were a bit of a, low, right? Yeah, yeah. But Bear stabled it. Yeah, and I would say Bouchard is, he fought the puck a lot tonight. Oh, T- today sure might, tonight yeah. might have been his worst game, to be honest. Um, yeah. But hey, we, we've got to expect that out of a 21-year-old defenseman. And and um, he's outplayed his his uh, expectations by a long shot this year, in my opinion. So to be able to take top-pairing minutes at his age is a accomplishment all in itself. And seven points, I know it's only one goal, but seven points in 11 games when you're playing mostly five-on-five five and and you know, 20% of your ice time is penalty kill. Uh, you know, I, I'd say that's a big win on his part. He's doing his job. We got some guy, um, Mike Dursa, commenting some on guy. YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube, some guy. Never heard of him. Nope. No, don't know. He said uh, Skinner played well. Just one mistake. He wasn't even far out of his net. Looked to me like they underestimated their opponent. Fair statement. Yeah. No yeah. shots for dry sidle is a big reason they went 0-4 on the power play. Absolutely. I mean, the yeah. shots were 26 to 13 at, at the time Skinner coughed that up. You know, like even at that yeah. point in time, he there was still 18 Oilers that were playing worse than Skinner. Well, it was 11 or nine minutes into the second period before they got their first shot. Wow. Yeah. Is that right, eh? I yeah, missed yeah. that. Jeez. Yeah, it was awful, right? Like that's... Um, <clears throat> You know, you can't, uh, you just can't come out flat like that, right? Like that's, you know, you got to be prepped. I think, you know, Mike's right. They underestimated their opponent, you know? They, yeah. And yeah. and I think when you got a Looking team like this, that's going to happen, right? Like when you got a team that can outscore, you can come off this Rangers win. Like you think you're on top of the world. You can outscore everybody or the Oilers of old, right? That kind of, you yeah. know, feeling. My biggest concern is I hope this is, you know, Tippett goes in and and has the talk and cuts this off right then and now. In fact, yeah, maybe coming in against it. a team from Boston, like a team like Boston, is a great follow up to playing a team like Detroit. Good call, right? 
like you just you know you don't want to see these games anymore where they come out flat and then they you know they they know as a team like you know their their expectation even going 0-4 on the power play might have been a good learning experience for them right yeah yeah, j- yeah we're definitely built to be the type right? of team yeah. right yeah. no for sure and I, I mean we're built to be the type of team to get ahead you know if we if if we get up early on a team then we're making the game a track meet um or we make them forced into mistakes in which case we get power plays and and, and launch power play mania hey uh how about Pugliarvi scoring like the transition goal right like the the again. meaningful goal again i mean that's i like and and you see him you know yell let's go right because like, he's yeah. you know like he's pumped he's ready like yeah, I, I love that is there a finnish player you can remember that might have done that once in a while like in oh in big t- play yesa yeah how, man how much yeah. did he look like curry shooting off his back foot yeah like, like that was that was unreal, man. And he pulled away from Cider and uh, uh, well, yeah, he's, and, you know, he, a guy like his size and Lemieux was the same. Lemieux was huge. Don't they don't look like they're skating as fast as they reminds are me of Yager. So big, right? Even yeah. Yager, right? Like yeah, like they're so big. They don't you don't really realize how fast they are, other than they're pulling away from everybody because they got those yeah. big big strides. They're lumbering along. Yeah. He's like a condor. He's, you know, like he's just a big wingspan <laughs> yeah. and he swoops through back. And yeah, man. And pulling away, he gapped out there towards that breakaway. Like that's showing some excellent speed. I, you know, nobody has more fun playing hockey than Yessa. So I don't know. I, yeah. I, easy guy to get behind. And yeah, man, if he can be that emotional spark plug like he has in the last two games, look out. And embracing the Bison King, uh, <laughs> yeah, Halloween costume is uh, epic. Hey? That is uh, that's outstanding. Uh, look, yeah, it's, he's hard, it's hard not to love the guy. Uh, all right, well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna call it a night here right away. Uh, I'm gonna give you the last word as I always do. Um, but before first, we've got uh, what's the uh, schedules? Boston, Buffalo, St. Louis, then Winnipeg. So we got four more on this road trip. I'm going to say we're going to go three and four. I'm going uh, to say back-to-back wins in Boston and Buffalo. And then I'm going to say uh, St. Louis a loss and Winnipeg uh, a win. So a three of four, which will make it a you know three of five road trip, which I think is successful. Uh, mm-hmm. Your thoughts, and uh, when you're ready, just say uh, goodnight to everybody, and we'll call it a night. Uh, three and five, three out of five. That's, that's, I like it too. Um, I'm not sure we'll get by Boston tomorrow. Um, hopefully tonight was the slap in the face we needed, uh, to go up against a team like that. Hopefully we learned from the mistakes of, of what a slow start can do. Um, cause if you do it against a team like the Bruins, you're not coming back like we did against the Rangers and, and the Red Wings. So, you know, that team will just stomp you out. Um, as might the blues, as might the jets. So, you know, our, our test is coming. Um, if we can get out of it the way you just predicted, I, I, I think I'm going to call that a success. So, you know, I'm going to just agree with you for, for crappy radio. Um, last words, congratulations to one of my favorite players of all time, Sam Gagne for his 900th game tonight. Um, an assist plus two, two hits 
and uh, got a point against the Oilers like we could have better life savings he would have. So uh, congratulations to Sam. Thanks for having me on the show and uh, go Oilers go. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. Oilers Live Podcast.